Welcome to VoiceOver Experts, brought to you by Voices.com, the number one voiceover marketplace. VoiceOver Experts brings you tips, pearls of wisdom, and techniques from top instructors, authors, and performers in the field of voiceover. Join us each week to discover tricks of the trade that will help you to develop your craft and prosper as a career voiceover talent. It's never been easier to learn, perform, and succeed from the privacy of your own home and at your own pace. This is truly an education you won't find anywhere else. Now for our special guest. Hello there, I'm Anthony Reese with VoiceOver 101, and this is another special podcast for Voices.com talent. This time around, we're going to uncover two of the most common problems voiceover talents run into with clients. One is sticking to your rate sheet, and two, handling that inevitable request for recuts. So no matter how long you've been a voice talent, we all run into the two most dreaded clients on earth. The first client is the one with the flea market mentality. You know the kind, the kind that say things like, tell you what, Anthony, if you cut the tracks really cheap now, I'll use you every month. As a matter of fact, I have dozens of spots coming up. Or how about this one? Now, before you quote me a rate, Anthony, keep in mind this could become a long-term project. Or finally, this one. Hey, do it for me free, Anthony, and I guarantee you all of our voiceover work in the future. Well, the problem is this client never has future work. I can't tell you how many times I've heard this over the 20 years I've been in the business. And the truth is, many of the clients that pitched it to me went out of business and I never heard from them again anyways. Thanks to the abundance of voiceover talent available via the internet, clients today do have the advantage and will pretty much do anything to get your rate in the toilet, especially if they know you're a newer talent or a beginner for that matter. So while you may think working for almost nothing now as a new talent is a good thing, it can actually come back to haunt you later. See, because as we'll explore in a few minutes, that same client who wants it pretty much free now will expect it pretty much free later. Secondly, you'll run into, if you haven't by now, that dreaded client who has no clue what they want in the way of your track's tone, the pace, the attitude, even after supplying what is supposed to be the final copy. This is one of a voice actor's worst nightmare come true. This client will take you into recut H-E double hockey sticks, as my kid would say. See, some clients are professional and know exactly what they want in the form of delivery, tone, the mood, the pace, the tempo, etc. But many times you'll run into that client who is what we call the recut king client. This is the kind of client who feels like changing the copy post-production or after you've spent the time to cut the tracks based on their direction and final copy, they contact you and say, we have a rewrite. So let's explore the easy steps you can take along the way to assure you're covered in case you run into these two dreaded clients. Whether you're a beginner or a veteran talent, everyone must have a base voiceover rate sheet. Yes, it is very wise to research the industry and see what the current rates are for local, regional, and national radio spots, TV commercials, narrations, animated character voices by the finished minute, even the going day rate for SAG and after union talent. However, the real truth of the matter is today more than ever, a voice talent must be flexible and sensitive to the client's budget. 
This is mainly due to a much tighter advertising and production budget with most businesses today. And yep, you guessed it, to our lovely global voiceover marketplace of today, with talents working literally out of their closets and bathrooms, the rates today are not exactly what they used to be if you've been around a while. So when you consider your rate sheet, use it only as a guide, keeping in mind whether or not you are a beginner, newer talent, or a veteran. You should price it accordingly, yet do not cut yourself short, as people will eat you alive and take advantage of you if you appear hungry or too green as a beginner talent. It's funny because my old mentor used to say it to me like this, Anthony, my boy, don't let them see you sweat. Well, the same applies here. Don't let them see you're hungry. If they only want you because you're the cheapest talent in the audition, do you really want their business anyways? Only you can make this call, and I suggest you base it on the demeanor of the client on the phone or in their email. If they seem arrogant or have no obvious respect for your abilities or your talent, drop them like a bad habit, as it will only end up being a project from H-E double hockey. Well, you get the point. Secondly, once you do create a rate sheet, try to stick to it and only offer a discount if they actually use you more than two or three times in any given quarter. Yeah, you'll need to be strong and you'll need to appear confident. Yet, be open-minded to reading the client's response before you um, finalize your quote. I usually try to say right up front with a new client something like, um, Well, Bob, I usually offer discounts after my clients use me for two to three jobs per quarter or two to three jobs per year. So if you use me again in the future, I'll be more than happy to offer you a discount. But uh, you need to become a regular client before you can benefit from my discounted rate sheet. No, it's pretty simple, pretty straight ahead. Then and only then offer a discount from eh, 15 to 20 percent. Why? Well, that's because that's the typical booking agents fee out there. So why not give your client that fee as a discount? But whatever you do, don't make it a habit of offering your rates too low. As in, in this business, as in life in general, most people will tell you anything they need to to get the cheapest rate available now. So get out your swap meet hat and start out with your rate sheet, yet be willing to gauge the client project to project. It is just like playing poker. One must know when to bluff or call, but don't let them see a sweat, as I said. Yes, sometimes you must also walk away from the table, too, so keep that in mind. Just listen to your gut, and over time, you'll master the game of bargaining with that flea market mentality client. Handling unreasonable requests for recuts. Well, first off, it's a wise thing, if you haven't done so yet, to have a simple one-page voice talent agreement to give to your clients. Should be easily worded, not too legal. Clients will never work with a talent who has a six-page contract, which must be reviewed by a legal team, costing them hundreds of bucks and who knows how many days delay. So this agreement should be simple. Within this agreement, you should make sure that you have two sections called approval period and recuts. Now, the approval period will limit the time the client has to approve your tracks. Trust me. Some, if not many, clients will take their sweet time approving your tracks if you let them. Sometimes it is due to the number of chefs in the kitchen who need to approve the tracks. This in itself is a whole nother topic sometime. But mainly, it's because of unethical clients who actually delay approval of your tracks simply as a way to delay paying your tab. Simply put, they want to prolong the period before they have to fork up the bucks to pay for the work. So the normal time I suggest is three to four working days from receipt as a limited time for approval. This is plenty of time for anyone to listen to a few minutes of voiceover or audio track dialogue. Yeah, yeah. 
Next, be sure to add a section called Recuts. This section should offer the standard one round of free recuts, typically included in all voiceover sessions. However, recuts should be limited to recording or tracking errors on your part as the voiceover talent. It is very wise to also clarify this in writing. Any additional rounds of recuts due to client script changes, copy rewrites, or simply changes in direction are charged additionally at X number dollars, of which I typically suggest a recut fee of 35 to 50% of the original quote. Making this part of your standard service agreement will assure both you and the client are on the same page when it comes to reproduction or recut requests. I can't tell you how many times over these years this clause has saved me from lost time and major headaches in sessions. Simply said, state it in your written agreement in advance. This is a very wise move. In closing, I offer this to you. Don't forget this is a business, so act like a professional and have a talent service agreement which clearly states your basic rate, approval time, recuts, number of recuts included, payment terms, license term, and the rights to the tracks, also the delivery format and delivery deadline timelines. Lastly, do not do the work until they sign the agreement, send the signed agreement, pay any required deposit, and then submit and confirm the final copy. Meanwhile, have fun along the way, and once again, remember, this is a business. Act like a professional, and you'll be mistreated, I mean, you'll be treated like a professional. Enjoy, and thanks again for listening to this podcast from Voices.com. I'm Anthony Reese with VoiceOver 101. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about the special guest featured in this Voices.com podcast, visit the VoiceOver Experts show notes at podcasts.voices.com slash voiceover experts. Remember to stay subscribed. If you're a first-time listener, you can subscribe for free to this podcast in the Apple iTunes podcast directory or by visiting podcasts.voices.com. To start your voiceover career online, go to voices.com and register for a voice talent membership today. This has been a Voices.com production.